This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge their ongoing connection to land, waters, and culture. Colonization and genocide are ongoing processes that are still happening today. Sovereignty was never ceded and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey, hey, welcome back to Ospol Snack Pod, the podcast where two of Australia's foremost political nobodies bring you bite-sized chunks of Australian news and politics with a side of crispy memes, except we're not doing that this week. I'll be known. No, that's right. We're going to be bringing you a big shovel full of memes uh, with maybe just the tiniest drip of news on it. That's right. Uh, and uh, you missed the opening there to say my name, but it's Zach Lesnack, and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, listeners, we're recording this episode early in the week, very early, the first, the earliest day possible in that's, the week. That's true, Zach. Unless we go by the Christian calendar, which I don't think either of us do. You mean, unless the week starts the on Sunday. Jewish calendar in which the week starts on Sunday. <laughs> My bad. The, yeah. um, so we're recording on the second day of the Jewish week uh, because uh, I'm going to be away next weekend. So we're not doing news, but we thought that we'd bring you something special instead, which is round two of Jokes and Joys, Gina Reinhardt's extremely limited edition, very, very difficult to get joke book. That's right. We believe we're one of maybe 10 copies, oh, sorry, owners of one of maybe 10 copies yes. in the world. Yeah. Uh, shortly after we bought it, the eBay page that sold it, like, shut down and scrubbed all of their sales so there are like six reviews all of them seem to be fake bot generated reviews uh so yeah. it's unclear how many copies actually are out there there's In at least one other person on twitter yes we know one person i believe elise phillips i'm so sorry if i've gotten that name wrong but we will tag them um so that you can see their yes twitter exactly. content we'll, we'll, we'll do our research after the show which is usually how it works um <laughs> For for those of you who aren't uh, members of our Patreon dot com slash OspolSnackPod one dollar month monthly bonus episode, we have already read from jokes and joys for an entire hour um, in a in a bonus episode. Um, so we're coming back for round two because there are there's still like ninety percent of this. There's too much content that we haven't gone through yet. This will last us longer than the podcast. Goes. Yes. Um, so obviously, we needed a non news focused concept for this week's episode which is why we're doing this, but also... There's been an article doing the rounds. Right. So the the, the, the tenuous, you know, the, the sort of the slightest hint of uh-huh. uh, relevancy yep. as well, I thought just to frame this a little bit and make it sound like, you know, we know slightly what we're doing. We've got our fingers somewhere near a pulse. <laughs> That's right. Um, there's been an article going around, you may have seen it on Twitter or elsewhere, called Meet Australia's Batshit Insane Mining Billionaires by Alex McKinnon. And that's uh, that's on Gorka, which, um, hey, welcome back from the dead, Gorka. Nice to see some Aussies getting a bit of play in there. Um, and I thought just to open, you know, if you're not super familiar with mm-hmm. Gina Reinhart, uh, you know, or why she's been, you know, why she's in an article, we, I thought I'd read up the top a little bit of this, uh, just the introduction for her here. And if you don't know Gina, she's a mining magnate. She is Australia's wealthiest person mm-hmm. and one of the richest women in the world. Yep. Um, but uh, here's a little bit from Alex McKinnon in Gorka to give you the flavor. The fact that billionaires are freaks hasn't been news since most of them got Twitter. But even by the standards of Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, Australia's mining magnates are something else. Take Gina Reinhardt, the head of Hancock Prospecting and one of the richest women on earth. She owns more than 1% of Australia's total landmass. That's fucked. An area roughly the size of the Czech Republic. Over the last 10 years, Reinhardt has spent millions funding a think tank dedicated to pumping out climate denialism, bankrolled speaking tours by high-profile denialists like Lord Christopher Monckton, who says he is a member of the House of Lords, despite the fact that he is not, and led the successful campaign to repeal the carbon tax. All of which is pretty normal mining billionaire mm-hmm. stuff. Correct. Less normal is that earlier this year, she published Jokes and Joys, a joke book to raise money for various charities. Why a person with about $23 billion couldn't just cut those charities a check aside, Jokes and Joys got a lot of attention when people realized 
it was just a collection of hundreds of memes about socialism that Reinhardt had ripped from Facebook. Now, I would say that is a generous write-up of what happened with this publication. Saying that Gina published it, we'll get to it when we get to the book, but like her name is not attached to this anywhere. Very conspicuously not on the physical book. Publication details. No. It is impossible to find out who made this. Yeah, and it's it's deliberately hard to track down because there's also quite a bit in the in the opening about how like if you believe your copyright has been infringed by all the shit we stole from this book, just go to the website yeah. <laughs> and let us know. There's no link to the website. Yes. Um, and, and what we were saying earlier Which is that like fucking chutzpah, but <laughs> <laughs> we believe that we are in possession of one of very few copies of this mm. uh, physical book. I believe the listing was taken down when there were eight confirmed sales according right. to eBay. Now, because the listing has since been blitzed from, you know, it's been scrubbed from the internet as far as we can tell. Um, there's no way to, to know confirm. for sure, yeah. but it is, I just want you to know, listeners, it is highly unlikely that anybody else is going to be bringing you jokes and joys content, except mm-hmm. for potentially Elise Phillips, if that is their name, who <laughs> <laughs> has posted much jokes and joys content. Yeah. Does Elise Phillips, if that is their name, bring it to you in podcast format? I don't know, but I don't think so. I think they do tweets and maybe stand up. I think they did a tweet being ah, like, I'm okay. going to get a year's worth of shows out of you just could. reading this. And, and here that, we are doing I would go and thing. see that and I literally own it. But <laughs> having someone else laugh it on your behalf is uh, a, a good idea. So, you know, great job coming here, listeners. True, true, true. Okay. Um, so before we get into jokes and joys as well, there was one other little Gina tidbit. Yeah. yeah. That uh, we wanted to share with you, and it was the, the existence of this was reminded to me by uh, friends of the show, Emmett and Lucy. Big shouts! They reminded me that Gina Reinhardt published a poem. Uh, here's what Alex McKinnon had to say about it in his Gorka article. And then there's the poem. In 2012, Reinhardt wrote "Our Future," mm-hmm. a poem summing up her political and economic outlook. She then had the poem inscribed on a brass plaque which was mounted on a 30-ton piece of iron ore outside a shopping centre in suburban Perth, which is an okay. extremely Gina Reinhardt thing to do. That's true. Um, Googling this poem uh, brings up as a first result an ABC article titled Gina Reinhardt's Poem Slammed by Expert. And it sure was. He really went in hard. <laughs> he did. Um, he was like, well, she clearly wasn't going in with artistic merit in mind or something like that. You know, polemical poems are part of Western Australian history. history So good on her having a go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's, you know, there's an attempt to, to, um, to sort of soften some of the criticism, but here's a couple of choice quotes from the poetry expert that the ABC brought on to critic, to critique Gina's work. If you're going to set it in stone, you might want to have these things correct. She seems to stop believing in full stops a certain way through the poem, which is a, hilariously pedantic point yeah, to make about... That's definitely not the main what I problem would say with the, the issue is yeah. with this. I'd yeah. say it's fairly far down a list of things, but Noon, why don't you take us through... I know that you're, you're, you're partial to a bit of verse. I Yeah, so I like I a, a doggerel yeah. here and there. Aussie doggerel is a tradition. Gina, Gina has... A go. <laughs> yeah, I love a sunburnt country, you know. Here we go. Our future. The globe is sadly groaning with debt poverty and strife, and billions now are pleading to enjoy a better life. Their hope lies with resources buried deep within the earth, and the enterprise and capital which give each project worth. (laughs) Sorry. Is our future threatened with massive debts run up by political hacks who dig themselves out by unleashing rampant tax? 2012. So we're talking about a Labour government here. The end result is sending Australian investment, growth, and jobs offshore. This type of direction is harmful to our core. Some envious, unthinking people have been conned to think prosperity is created by waving a magic wand. (laughs) Through such unfortunate ignorance, too much abuse is hurried. Hurled. Sorry, don't (laughs) have my glasses on. Too much abuse is hurled against miners, <laughs> workers, and related industries who strive to build the world, develop North Australia, embrace multiculturalism, and welcome short-term foreign workers to our shores to benefit the export of our minerals and ores. 
The world's poor need our resources. Do not leave them to their fate. Our nation needs special economic zones and wiser government before it's too late. Wow. The just like... It reminds me of a, a limerick. There once was a guy from Japan whose limericks never did scan. I once asked him why and he said with a sigh, it's because I try and fit as many words into the last line as I can. <laughs> now, um, give me one second to take off my jacket. Sexy Kaufman business, ripping off the jacket and then the knit sweater. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I mean, the the total lack of scansion in that is 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 fucking painful. But as I said to Lucy and Emmett earlier today, say what you will about Gina Reinhardt, I think it is highly unlikely that any poet ever in history has used the term special economic zones. Although, as you said to me, Noon, when I told you that, you said. there's a, There's lot, a lot of poets. Of poets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listeners, I know there's at least one professional poet who listens to our show. So I want to see, you know, Special Economic Zones, the spoken word album. The challenge goes out. Okay. Right. That's probably enough faffing about, you know, we're about, let's get into, let, let's get into jokes and joys. And now, like, we did extensive introductory yeah. remarks in our bonus episode. So we're not going to bore our, um, you know, patrons. We're going to bore our patrons with a repeat of that. The snack packet. We're not going to. We're not going to bore the snack pack with more, more jokes and joys intro. But we will just for context read the first. Read the front cover. The front cover because it's crucial. There's quite a lot of content. And, and just when I say for the front reference, cover, I also mean the back cover. Yeah, they're identical. Yeah, it's the um, same. It's printed the same on the front and back. Yeah. Okay. So up top, there's a sort of fake emoji sticker, double thumbs up guy. Yep. Yep. Title, Jokes and Joys. Underneath that, stay happy, stay young, stay positive. And below that, this is a collection of the funniest jokes you may ever hear. We publish this book for your happiness. Laughter is the best medicine. Hope you share these happiest moments with your loved ones and share the wise quotes too. Many from world leaders inside. (laughs) And we certainly are doing that. Here's Uh, the thing. Initially when... (laughs) We read this. I was. We were both like, "There's no way Gina, you know, was wrote, wrote the copy for this in any way. There's no way she scraped all the memes for this book because there's a lot of memes." Yeah. But after reading her poem, I'm starting to doubt that. I'm reading. I'm. I'm, I'm getting very Gina vibes from that run-on sentence. If that's not Gina, they've done their homework. <laughs> uh, and then there's a clearly copyright fabricated piece of clip art uh, with some emojis stuck over it to like obscure the fact that they're clearly copyright infringing. And then underneath that is a quote that you may remember listeners from me sometimes trying to remember it it. (laughs) at the end of episodes. Being happy brings healthy heart and beauty. Dedicated to Aussie mother 2020. (laughs) That's the front cover. It's quite long for a front cover. It's not short. Yep. Um, but here we go. Let's let's dive in. So this is a you know, there's a bunch of written jokes, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of memes, and there's several just like you know boomer quotes. Yeah, like boomer style Facebook quotes where it's a picture of the person and then words that like may or may not be officially attributed to them. New there's a thought. lot of like chain mail as well. Yeah, just like- there is. Yeah, they're like. Old person who doesn't understand the internet energy in this book is fucking palpable. Like, it's powerful. Maximum. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we need some kind of alternate energy source. <laughs> Just hook this up to... yeah. <laughs> Plug like, jokes and joys straight into the grid. It'll put Gina out of a job. Give her more time to focus on her poetry. Anyway, Noon and I thought that we would alternate between the jokes and the memes... So maybe uh, one joke each, one meme each. We're just going to be randomly flipping through this book. Yep. It's like 200 fucking pages of just like memes that have literally been right-clicked and saved NFT style and then pasted into a into a Word document. Um, it, but now it's in physical form. It's in our hot little hands. Anyway, Noon, take it away. All right. Here's our first joke. All right. Oh, just by the way, many of these jokes are horrifically fucking racist. Yeah, yeah, or sexist yeah. or other horrible things. Yeah. We'll try and... Gina Reinhardt is a bad person and she finds bad stuff funny. Yeah, that is a good disclaimer. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. All right. 
Magical Fairy. I met a magical fairy yesterday who said she would grant me one wish. I wish to live forever, I said. Sorry, said the fairy, that's the only wish I'm not allowed to grant. Fine, I said. Then I want to die the day after Parliament is filled with honest, hard-working men and women who only act in the people's best interests. You crafty little scoundrel, replied the fairy. Nailed it. Boom. Political commentary from Australia's wealthiest. She's donating millions of dollars Dollars to to both both of the parties. parties. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Gina. That's it's okay. You want some horrific racism? Here's a meme immediately below that. Oh God. Okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Tampa. Oh, Gina. Oh, I almost don't want to read it, but it says the Phelps and Shorten Refugee Cruise Line Director Welfare Office near you. I think we even mentioned that one in the last episode, potentially. It's very upsetting. It's, it's it's really bad. She's just fucking... She's she's the worst. And the thing about doing these Jokes and Joys episodes is that they both sound like such a good idea in theory to us. We're like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Australia's wealthiest person who is like highly politically active has published a horrible book full of terrible jokes. Deep cringe. And then you, as soon, like, as soon as I open it up, I start regretting... <laughs> that we've... Yeah. Releasing more this. of this out here. I know it's very naff to talk about Harry Potter, but several people have meant, you know, there's seven of them out there, Horcruxes, whatever, but it it really does release some of her energy out into the room when we when we read it. I'm just looking at Zach's face as he's trying to find something yeah. uh, remotely okay. readable. I've decided right, not got? to read that one because the punchline looks too racist. <laughs> and there's only a point there's a point up to which it's 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 funny. Okay, here we go. The, the 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 punchline of this one seems to be about Australian politicians, which again, great, you know, I mean, go in, sure, go for your life, Gina. <laughs> this joke is entitled "Thank You Note to God." Okay, a little boy wanted one hundred dollars badly and prayed for two weeks, but nothing happened. Then he decided to write a letter to God, requesting one hundred dollars. When Australia Post received the letter addressed to God, Australia. They decided to send it to the Prime Minister. Prime Minister Morrison was so impressed, touched, and amused that he instructed his finance minister to send the little boy a $5 note, as this would appear to be a lot of money to the little boy. The little boy was delighted with the $5 and sat down to write a thank you note to God. It said, Dear God, thank you very much for sending me the money. However, notice that for some reason you had to send it through Canberra ACT, and as usual, those jerks deducted $95. That's the end of the joke. Is $95 a specific amount that gets deducted for something? I, feel, I think what Gina is saying is that for every dollar I spend in Canberra, I'm only getting five cents worth of influence. Yeah. <laughs> she, she feels mm-hmm. like she's getting ripped off here. Um... Okay, I don't know. Right. If he, I'm not going to read a quote from this guy because I don't know who he is. Uh, yeah, the the quotes from world leaders again, as we discussed last time, there's like often like six consecutive pages, each with three of the same like inspirational quote. There's some Milton Friedman in here. There's some Milton Friedman. Um, so much Reagan. Here's a meme for you. It's a picture of an old man waving around a walking stick. And he's got a very long tie, okay. I hope. <laughs> and it says, don't lie, don't steal, don't cheat, don't sell drugs. The government hates competition. Switch. <laughs> it's like, Gina, nobody has benefited more from government inaction and incompetence and corruption then you like what are you doing the lie that capitalism doesn't need a state to function is so powerful and pervasive and such bullshit like markets need to be very carefully tended and like have things kept in and out and which is what you do gina that's what you do when when you cut massive checks to the government but of course you you know instead of writing them a highly profitable and lucrative joke book, which would bring in millions of dollars, you instead just cut them a check. Very simple. Whereas charities get the fucking... They get the, 
they get the uh, they get the Australian government Canberra ninety five dollar deduction uh-huh. in the form of. <laughs> Gina being like, yeah, all the profits from this book that I have sold eight copies of will go to charity. Don't worry, the memes are all stolen. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, that's possibly the worst thing about this, that she did a whole lot of press beforehand being like, it's going to go to charity. Yeah, well, that's how we snagged a copy before it got pulled off the internet like a day later. And for good reason. Now, I found a... um... A page, it's just opposite the one that I didn't find it, but Hillary Clinton's memoirs. But unfortunately, most of them are making fun of Monica Lewinsky um, and not Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton. So Both far more legitimate targets of humor. Monica Lewinsky is great on Twitter, by the way. You should follow her. She's good at everything. That's true. All right. Fiance meets the parents, um, and I don't know if this is a relevant image, but there is a woman picking a lemon. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, take, take your best. Is this going to be gender, race, or generational? Fiance meets the parents? I'm going to say generational. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Lock it in. A young woman. Mm-hmm. Brought her fiance home to meet her parents. After dinner, her mother told the girl's father to find out about the young man. The father invited the fiancé into his study for a talk. Just by the way, most of the dialogue, not all, but most of the dialogue in these stories is in bold italics. Mm. Not all of it. No. Okay. It don't, the, Gina likes switching up formats partway through a story. Yeah. So tell me, what are your plans? The father asked the young man. I am a biblical scholar, he replied. A biblical scholar? Hmm, the father said. <laughs> this is four M's in that... Admirable, but what will you do to provide a nice house for my daughter to live in? I will study, the young man replied, and God will provide for us. And how will you buy a beautiful engagement ring such as she deserves? Asked the father. I will concentrate on my studies, the young man replied. God will provide for us. And children? Asked the father. How will you support children? Don't worry, sir. God will provide, replied the fiancé. The conversation proceeded like this. Each time the father questioned, the young idealist insisted that God would provide. Later, the mother asked... How did your talk go? (laughs) The father answered, Another Labour voter. He has no job, he has no plans, and he thinks I'm God. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a little bit to unpack in there. Why does he think I'm God? I don't get that bit of it. Because he's he's asking, how how are you going to... Provide for your wife and kids, and the guy's like, "God will provide." And so the joke is, the, he's the, the dad's dad going to do it. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But yeah. why does that make him a labor voter? I guess that's the bit I'm not that he thinks that his father-in-law is God. That seems like the kind of thing that a family right, right. Well, how is that a trait that? Why is that a trait that labor voters have? That's a good question that I don't think either you or I or Gina could answer. Uh, but Labour voters, you know, you know, what are we talking? Roughly like thirty percent of the population, you know, and we know that unemployment rates are exactly uh-huh. <laughs> three zero, rock steady. Okay, uh, searching desperately through for, the book for a, that's for remotely a readable. Okay, here's just another anti-refugee one. No, right. I think we've done this one before. There's a crowd. Free the refugees. Free the refugees. Peter Dutton. Okay, here's the deal. No protester goes home without a refugee. And then all of the protesters are walking away. What? Yeah. No takers? No, I've done that one. We have that one. I've done that one. Okay. Um. All right. Here's just some solid boomer content. <laughs> so, As a nice change of pace. It's cartoon. It, it's clearly a stolen cartoon. There are two people standing on the roof. It's clearly Christmas time. It's snowing. Obviously, this is an Australian book. Yeah, but... And the man's it's dedicated saying, to Aussie mother. Oh, and the chimney is enormous. It's most of the size of the house. That's a big yeah. chimney. Uh, well, there's an explanation for it. Oh, the man right. says, I built a larger chimney. That way Santa wouldn't have a problem getting a tractor down it. Man-like car. Right. Thank you for explaining <laughs> that to me. Um, I now understand the joke. Um, okay, 
<laughs> it's all just terrible. There's a here's a page of a few Irish jokes in a row, and we Great. did one of these last time. Give us a couple more. Um. Okay, I'm picking an Irish joke at random. <laughs> the Irish have had it too so easy in the old 21st school. century. Yeah, like, <laughs> Irish jokes? Like, how fucking... Look, I know Je- Jeannie would be, what, 60. You know what I mean? Like, surely Irish jokes, you have to be older than that, you know, for it to be a thing. Am I... No, know? okay, so I... When I was in year four, I went on a trip and I got this book that was an Italian joke book but it was like to learn English so it was English jokes with footnotes in Italian <laughs> which I didn't get a lot of the jokes because they were all deeply inappropriate <laughs> uh, but what I realized while perusing it was that the politicians bit and the lawyers bit and the blacks bit and the Irish bit all they were all the same. They're the same jokes. You just put a different person, yeah. the Jewish yes. bit. You know, it's totally. There's very few stereotypes that aren't applied to everyone. Okay, so should I replace the word Irish with Jew in this joke and see if it works? <laughs> Is that what you were suggesting? <laughs> it's not, but I'm keen to find out how it goes. Okay. All right. This joke is called Jewish Painter. Okay, great. A Jewish painter by the name of... Uh, Yitzhak. Yitzhak, while not a brilliant scholar, was a gifted portrait artist. Okay. Over a short number of years, his fame grew. And soon, people from all over... Poland. ...were coming down to the town of... Krakow. In... Poland. <laughs> to get him to paint their likenesses. One day, a beautiful young woman arrived at his house at a stretch limo <laughs> and asked if he would paint her in the nude. Oy vey. <laughs> this being the first time anyone had made such a request, he was a bit perturbed. Particularly when the woman told him the mo- that money was no object. In fact, she was willing to pay up to 10000 Shekels? <laughs> Jokes that I can't make, but you can. Not wanting to get into any marital strife, he mm-hmm. asked her to wait while he went into the house to confer with... Miriam. His wife. <laughs> Sorry, they... I, I, I'm not... A, it's not always apparent that no, Zach's I mean, needing a fill-in there, but... You've, 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 mm-hmm. They talked much about the rightness and wrongness of it. Mm-hmm. It was hard to make the decision, but finally his wife agreed on one condition. In a few minutes, he returned. You have to read this because I, it's, I, it's written in an Irish accent. <laughs> so you have to play the part of... Yitzhak. Yitzhak. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to... Yeah, sorry. It would be my pleasure to paint your... But it's hard to read it. It's written very Irishly. It would be my pleasure to paint your portrait, Mrs. The, w- uh, the wife says it's okay. I'll paint you in the noodle right, but I at least have to leave my socks on, so I have a place to wipe my brushes. And that is why we love the Jewish. <laughs> yeah, no, it, you're right. That one didn't really... It was not... So, okay, being... does Gina have Irish heritage? And in fact, all of the Irish jokes are about a, a sort of like flipping the script and being like, you thought this was going to be a joke about how we're all drunk and poor or something and have lots of kids. But really this person just needs like, basically like racial stereotypes to kind of get you through the setup. (laughs) Like, you know, Irish painter by the name of Murphy, the town of Milltime, County Clare. Well, the joke is Moira, my wife. The joke is that he's stupid and doesn't understand the request but you're right yeah like the the stereotype you could just fill it no you're right you're right i think maybe being stupid stupid, that's not but but like you know they discussed what's right and wrong and i feel like you know you could recast this as a jewish story about you know faith to your spouse or whatever 100 percent. look i think this month's bonus episode on polyamory (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's look at a meme. Okay, and this is a meme featuring the face of one Donald Trump. Right. Look, there's two next to each other, so I'm going to give you a twofer. Give me the double Donald. It's a two for one. Um, art of the fucking double Donald. Here's one of Donald That's crossing his arms Don, and dude. looking... Donald proving. That's disapproving, but... <clears throat> How many socialist Americans leave our country for a socialist country each year in order to escape capitalism? I'll wait. That's the whole meme. Mm -hmm. Then the next one says, The deep state whispered to President Trump, You cannot withstand the storm. <laughs> the president whispered back, I am the storm. Boom. And the picture is of Donald Trump, and he's sitting in the, in the White House, in the Oval Office, but it's windy in there and raining uh, as well. And his tie is sort of flapping over his shoulder. Nice. High it's visual quality. I mean, this reference. is... Yeah. The, the, and it's it seems to be an oil painting Great. of that, which is like... That's some next level commitment. There's a big trend in Simpsons board posting to do MS paint versions of the scenes. Um, That's great. It's highly entertaining. Yeah. You know, um, don't tell anyone how I make memes. Um, <laughs> so on and so forth. But oil paintings would be opposite. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, like somebody has gone to the trouble of oil painting this portrait of Donald in the White House, but there's a storm in there, and then somebody has taken it and being like, you know what? I'm going to explain this visual metaphor into the fucking dirt. Like, someone's just fully killed it. Alright, that's enough Irish Jewish jokes. Uh, yeah. And what have you got for us next? Well, just to follow up that Trump one just on the opposite page, there's one here that I quite like, mainly because it's got Barry, you know, Barry Obama, uh, reclining and chuckling. And for all that he's a terrible person and a war criminal and so on, he's got a nice smile. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I feel like I can imagine him telling this joke in private at a event <laughs> to, like, some wealthy donors to try and, you know, ah, this guy's real. How many Democrats does it take to fix a problem? No one knows. It's never happened. Boom. Australia. Oh, topical political comedy. Okay, here's some more. All right. <laughs> Quote unquote service explained. Oh. I became confused when I heard the word service used with these agencies banking service postal, service telephone service, pay TV service state and public, service customer service, bureaucratic service. <laughs> I'm not misreading that. That's no. just a weird series of things. That's what's written there. Yep. This is not what thought service meant. Then I visited my uncle. He's a farmer, and he hired a bull to service his cows. Suddenly it all became clear. Now I understand what all those agencies are doing to us. You know, the banking service postal. The service telephone service. <laughs> the pay TV service state and public Service, customer service. Um, Just where the, the the level of unreality that Gina Reinhardt exists in, where like <laughs> you know the concept, the concept of that joke is effectively sound. I'm not sure okay. that the postal service is trying to fuck you, but. <laughs> I mean, okay, who well, knows? Look. If, if you're a small business owner, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, let's not get into it. Scratch that from the record. <laughs> My point being, no one is fucking Gina Reinhardt anymore. Gina Reinhardt is fucking everybody else in the country, definitionally. Yeah. That's like what she is famous for. Mm -hmm. She is top dog. In a running $3 billion legal battle with her children. Gina, these jokes don't apply to you, Gina. Gina. Tell jokes that make sense from you. You can dunk on the poor. No one likes you. They won't dislike you anymore. I mean, 
she does. There are several jokes about poor people being, you know, having too many babies and being illiterate and that kind she of stuff does. in here. Yeah. It's more. It's it's that's I see. This those is poor more people on welfare. Yes, that's true. That's those are bad. Poor that's people. true. Yeah. She no, likes there's nothing wrong with being a battler as long as you've mind. got a job. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Should I read a short one or a long one? Give me a long one. Right, I want to settle go. in here. This one is called Wise Women Prospector. Okay. An old woman walked up and tied her old mule to the hitching post. As she stood there, brushing some of the dust from her face and clothes, a young gunslinger stepped out of the saloon with a gun in one hand and a bottle of her whiskey in the other. Oh, no. The young gunslinger looked at the old woman and laughed. Hey, old woman, you ever danced? How's that? It was great. I loved oh, it. Okay. The old woman looked up at the gunslinger and said, No, I never did dance. A little weaker, but... Never really wanted to. A crowd had gathered as the gunslinger grinned and said, Well, you old bag, you're gonna dance now! And started shooting at the old woman's feet. Uh-huh. The old woman prospector, not wanting to get her toe blown off, yeah. started hopping around. Everybody was laughing. When his last bullet had been fired, the young gunslinger, still laughing, holstered his gun and turned around to go back into the saloon. The old woman turned to her pack mule, pulled out a double-barreled shotgun, and cocked both hammers. The loud clicks carried clearly through the desert air. Okay. And the, <laughs> and the crowd stopped laughing immediately. This joke writer is really feeling their prose right now. <laughs> this a long See, this, my question is... To... He, uh, dance, you know, like we are, <laughs> we're all familiar. We know we all, we all know what the dance thing, and that. Oh, she didn't want her toes blown off. Yeah, it's and that makes sense. See, my, 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 my question here is, you know, I know where the memes come from, right? Yeah. It's very obvious that sure. she scraped them from Facebook. Is this copied and pasted from somebody's fucking like status? Do boomers share whole stories like copy pasta stories like this? I, I otherwise, so. where? Joke websites. Literally she's just like on joke websites. That's it. Jokes.com. Yeah, she's on jokes.com. The young gunslinger heard the sounds too, and he turned around very slowly. The silence was almost palpable. Deafening. Okay. Close. The crowd watched <laughs> as the gunman, as the young gunman, stared at the old woman and the large gaping holes of those twin barrels. Okay. Huh? The barrels of the shotgun never wavered. Nice sort of like psychological perspective, because we, the audience, know that they're just the regular size. Yeah. But for him, it's they look, they're, they're sort of like, and yeah, RIP, actually, um, the guy that, uh, Goatsy, he died um, last Damn. week. Yeah. So mm. rest in power to a real one. Bowels of the shotgun never wavered in the old woman's hands. And she quietly said, Son, have you ever kissed a mule's ass? The gunslinger swallowed hard and said, No, ma'am, but I've always wanted to. There are five lessons here for all of us. Oh, no! It's not over. There are five lessons here for all of us. One, don't be arrogant. Okay. Two, don't waste ammunition. Three, right. whiskey makes you think you're smarter than you are. Uh-huh. Four, always make sure you know who has the power. And five, don't mess with old people that get old by being stupid. That's another theme of this joke book mm. is respecting the elderly. Yeah, that's right. There was that doctor one. Yeah. Right? Doctor Dr. Old and Dr. Young. Young. Yeah. yeah. And Dr. Uh, old is really smart. He scams cool him every time. And handsome. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. I, it's like, but none of these jokes, these, these longer mean, that, ones, they can't just leave it with the punchline like the other one. And that's why we love the Irish. But, it's like, the, you already finished the joke. That makes me think maybe yes to chain mail. Yeah. The other thing, I was going to say this before about the poem. Yes. Which is that my granddad, he came to Australia, uh, like, just before World War II kicked off. Um, and he was, like, eight years old or something. Didn't speak any English when he left Austria. And he spoke English by the time he arrived. But he also wrote lots of poems. And every year for our birthdays or Hanukkah or whatever, he would write us a poem. And it was always... 
you know, a little laboured, but extremely sweet. Um, and Gina Reinhardt says the same thing, but instead of like, I love my grandchildren, it's mining is good for India. And it's like, that's the wrong thing to do a slightly laboured poem about. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, but anyway, he also loved chain mail. That was the that was the thought connection with this thing. And he would, gotcha. right up until he died, he was sending us like jokes about how German and English are the same or whatever um, that he'd received in his inbox. Yeah, so maybe she's still signed up to all those things that Oppa was signed up to and, you know, she's just copying an inbox full of Yeah, I mean, shit every, some of these looks like, like these have been sitting in her, like, saved, funny folder right. in her Hotmail account <laughs> for, like, 15 years yeah. or longer. Um, all right. Oh, trying to, to find a which, meme, but the... yeah, it's hard to know which to. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, give me a couple. It's I'm gonna run it. you through a couple really right. quickly. Okay, this one is a photo of a of a, a chalkboard outside a butcher. It says, "Butcher open, dear vegans, I've killed the cow because it was eating your food. You're welcome." A swish, yeah, boom. Vegans owned. Uh, here's one that is called "Husband in the." This meme has a title for some reason, like written it in the you know text of the right, book. like most of the yeah, jokes it's not have like titles, a macro, sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, husband and the dog. <laughs> okay. There's already a whole Necessary like constellation context. established here. <laughs> the wife said, "This is that's the right." The wife is implied in the title, but the, <laughs> we only hear about the husband and the dog. I'm just done to know Gina, what get it together. Come on. The wife said, here's $20. Get the dog a jacket. If there's any money left over, get yourself a beer. And it's a picture of a pug wearing... <sighs> wearing, a, like, a case of Heineken as a jacket. Box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. An 18-pack of Heineken, <laughs> which... That's rare. So, here's yet another theme here, right? There's no way you're buying 18 Heineken for 20 bucks. <laughs> for- 20. That's how you know this joke is American. from 1990. Or in from 1990. But also, man like beer? Man do like beer. Man also... Stupid. Man don't do what Man wife don't do say. wife thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, here's, a co- here's, here's some more bleeding edge commentary on the, rela- on the battle, battle of the sexes. From um, Australian luminary, visionary, and poet, Gina Reinhardt. Three wise women. What would have happened if it had been three wise women instead of three wise men? This is going to be biblical scholarship on par with In the Footsteps of Jesus. (laughs) Damn straight. We've got some Stuart Rubber type shit in the house. Okay. They would have asked directions and arrived on time. They helped deliver the baby. They cleaned the stable. They brought practical gifts. They made a casserole. As they left, they would have said, Did you see the sandals that Mary was wearing with that gown? Oh, shit. I heard that Joseph isn't even working right now. He was a carpenter. The real housewives of Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And the donkey they are riding has seen better days, too. That baby doesn't look anything like Joseph. So, that's a joke about... How women do housework and also are gossips. I was going to say, for the first half of that, I know it is entry-level stuff, but I do quite like the, like, what if women in charge? (laughs) You know, just, like, as a general hypothetical, you know, like, what if the the Soviet Union is run by women? The answer in this case seems to have been they would have tidied up a little. Is is Gina's and then gossiped? Yeah, and then gossiped. Yeah, which even if that's true, that's a huge improvement on. We won't get into the tanky stuff in this show. That's <laughs> fine. Let's move on. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one more meme before I hand jokes and joys Great. back over to my co-host. <clears throat> and so we had a Western joke. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then I, I flipped a couple of pages, and we got a couple sort of like gender. Uh-huh. Gender-based jokes with one sort of um, anti-vegan joke thrown in just, course, to, just yeah, you yeah. know, to, to, to spice it up. Um, now, I've got one here that seems to be transitioning between the right. Western theme and the gender theme. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, great. So, you know, let it never be Something said about that... about cowboys and cowgirls? Not far off. Okay, not far, far off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
this is definitely an email. Right. Looking at that, that's definitely an email, right? Like, that's not... Yeah. That's not posted. That's not a single image that's been posted on Facebook or whatever. This is written literally in Comic Sans. Here are, here are the five rules for men to follow for... A, oh, my God. Okay, okay. I'm going to emphasize the words that are capitalized. Yeah, great. Yeah, the, love it. Here are the five rules for men to follow okay. for a happy life that Russell J. Larson had inscribed on his headstone in Logan, Utah. Okay. He died not knowing that he would someday win the dot, 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 dot... Lottery? Coolest headstone contest. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then there's a picture of who, from context clues, I can safely assume is Russell J. Larson. And the t- <laughs> and then under his picture is written a cowboy tombstone. Okay. And then under that is written five rules for men to follow for a happy life. Uh-huh. This is still in Comic Sans, but now in different color for each of the rules. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. One, it's important to have a woman who helps at home, cooks from time to time, cleans up, and has a job. Is that really a rule for men to follow? Interesting point. I wonder if the joke is going anywhere. With <laughs> okay, go <this>. on, say. <laughs> I'm sorry for... <laughs> Don't step on Gina's toes. Yeah. She's in the middle of... <laughs> She's mid-flow. Okay. Number two, walk, but it's all worth it. Gina's in the zone right now. Rule number two: It's important to have a woman who can make you laugh. Rule number three: It's important to have a woman who you can trust and doesn't lie to you. Rule number four: Seems like they might go together, but it's fine. That's the same rule. Number four: It's important to have a woman who is good in bed and likes to be with you. And rule number five. It's very, very important that these four women do not know each other or you could end up dead like me. Gina Reinhardt, ladies and gentlemen. This month's bonus episode about polyamory. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. It's very important that these four women know and appreciate each other and understand that they all hold a special place in your life and... Sometimes they hang out and there's like a, a snack platter, and um, it's probably not the maybe you maybe you play like use. Smash together. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, or you know, like Boulder Dash or some other game that involves teams. For example, you need like a minimum of four people. Mm-hmm. Be good. Get the whole polycule out. And they say that PC comedy isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get back to that good shit. Uh, okay, I'll, I'm, I'll leave it to the experts from here on out. It's more biblical humor here. Okay. Excellent. All right. Uh, I would ask you what theme it is, but the title kind of gives it away. <laughs> the Lord and the Government. <laughs> okay, but I bet it's going to be some thing. subtle, page-long commentary Jesus here. Christ. But that other joke that's sort of centered on a guy being religious has, like, you know, that was what the joke hinged on. And then it was like, ha ha, he's a labor voter because he believes, essentially because he believes in God. Yeah. It was a little bit like, Gina, what's your angle here? You anti-religion right yeah, now? Yeah, like, is she? But she seems to be otherwise, like, very happy to Prosperity be Prosperity like, gospel. Okay. So you reckon she's Christian, but it's a roll your sleeves up and steal from your viewers type. No, no. I Christianity. That's my, like, best theological explanation okay. for that joke okay coming from a good christian woman i think which we presume she is well this is what i was going to say I, I think she probably feels fondly about the concept of church yeah uh, i mean and maybe we know thinks that she it's went like to a catholic girl good school. to believe but like i doubt she's that engaged with it like her poem not a lot of religious theme in there, you know, not like... Yeah, you know, and poetry is really the first and foremost medium for expressing one's love for, for our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Exactly, yeah. You better praise God or I'm a shooting, that's on God. I am playing by my Lord and Saviour, I'm on my job. Uh, how much glory should you give a boy zero? That'll cause beef with the lamb like Yero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Lord and the government... <laughs> An embarrassingly high on my rotation track. Not that one. (laughs) All right. 
The Lord and the government is going to take long enough once I get started. Okay. Once again, the earth has become wicked and overpopulated, and I see the end of all flesh before me. Build another ark and save two of every living thing, along with a few good humans. He gave Noah the blueprint, saying, You have six months to build the ark before I will start the unending rain for forty days and forty nights. Six months later, the Lord looked down and saw Noah. So, sorry, this is OG Noah? It seems... It's not like Noah 2... It's not, it's not Noah 2000. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it is Noah 2000. Because I'm... Yeah, 2012. A, once again, that's what Lord, the Lord starts with there. He's once again, I see wickedness and sin. Yeah. And... Well, this also... Look, I don't need to get into don't it. it. I know away. all of our listeners do know, but of course, after the flood, the covenant of the rainbow was made, which God put his bow, like his archery bow in the sky that's what the rainbow is so that whenever he thinks about destroying the earth again he's going to be like oh no i left that bow there so i remember not to do that that. Um, because he specifically was like i'm definitely going to want to kill all humans again so i'm going to need to really (laughs) like put a couple post-it notes on the fridge yeah this is god tying a knot in his handkerchief quick question yeah what is god hunting um like does he he doesn't that's why he left it there. It's not really oh, that not, important. It's a decorative bow. Yeah, okay. might as well. So what you're saying is God is a poser. He doesn't actually pack that strap. <laughs> I mean, he, he just pulls out for decoration. He does spray people he from time to time. He smites. Uh, that was Gamora. That was... You know, the Earth, the quails. Yeah, that's true. Look, it's... let's get back to Noah 2K. Forgive me, Lloyd... But I have sinned. And no. I know my sins have been plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the ops... but I didn't start this war. So therefore so this clip must, this be, clip empty. must be empty. Exactly. Yeah. Forgive me, Lord Begno, but things have changed. I need a building permit. I've been arguing with the <laughs> boat inspector about the need for a sprinkler system. I, I'll give it to Gina. She got me on that one. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. My homeowners association claim I violated the neighborhood bylaws by building the ark in my backyard and exceeding the height limitations. We had to go to the local planning committee for a decision. Then the city council and the electricity company demanded a shed load of money for the future costs of moving power lines and other overhead obstructions to clear the passage for the ark's move to the sea. I told them the sea would be coming to us, but they would hear none of it. Getting the wood was another problem. There's a ban on cutting local trees in order to save the greatest spotted barn owl. I tried to convince the environmentalists <laughs> that I needed the wood to save the owls, but no go. When I started gathering the animals, Peter took me to court. That's... You know, P-E-T-A, of course. They insisted that I was confining wild animals against their will. They argued the accommodations were too restrictive and it was cruel and inhumane to put so many animals in a confined space. Then the Environmental Protection Agency ruled that I couldn't build the ark until it conducted an environmental impact study on your proposed flood. I'm still trying to resolve a complaint with the Human Rights Commission on how many minorities I'm supposed to hire from my building crew. The Immigration Uh... Department... Noah's son who sees his doodle is canonically the reason why it's okay to have black slaves is because his black son saw his doodle. So anyway, that's a little extra bit of Bible story to put on that. <clears throat> the immigration department is checking the visa status. Most of the people who want to work, the labor union say, I can't use my sons. They insist I have to hire only the union workers. The art building experience to make matters worse. The ATO seized all my assets, claiming I'm trying to leave the country illegally with an endangered species. So forgive me, Lord, but it would take at least 10 years for me to finish this arc. Suddenly the skies cleared and the sun began to shine and a rainbow stretched across the sky. Noah looked up in wonder and asked, you mean you're not going to destroy the world? No, said the Lord. Government beat me to it. Boom. The other thing about these jokes, loosely termed jokes, generously, is that they are all hitting a number of punchlines throughout. Mm. They're trying to sustain the comic energy because they're all fucking essay length. Yeah. There's no need for that joke to be a page. No. No. And also, it didn't need that punchline. Like, just literally, like, one of these... Any one of these could have been the punchline, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Okay. The, like, thing that really got my goat about that particular joke 
Yeah. It's <laughs> my interlude about racist biblical well, that shit. was also bad. <laughs> yeah. But just that, like, all of the problems, or almost all of the problems that, uh, for brevity's sake, let's just say that Gina describes mm-hmm. in that joke mm-hmm. awesome are, are actual problems. Whereas right. the thing they're getting in the way of, and I don't want to ruffle any feathers here. Sure. Might be generously described as a metaphor. Not something that <laughs> is really happening. No one is currently trying to build an arc. I mean, Clive Palmer has built Titanic I mean, 2. That's a different scenario. My dad had a go at building a boat in our backyard that we yeah. called the Ark because it was kind of in that shape. Yeah, but that was just for one guy. You know? Yeah. And I don't think he, that he contravened any, like... Planning laws. Yes. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the best argument that Gina Reinhardt can come up with for not confining animals in tiny spaces is Peter. A Bible story said bad. And it's like, you know, it's just not a very strong argument. <laughs> no, and like it also implies that like all of these regulatory agencies are doing their job super effectively mm. and like. To the extent and that Noah that couldn't like slip them a little bit of like Bible cash, yeah, and you know, like famously in Melbourne, you can build as high as you want to because of the total and complete failure of planning legislation. Yep, <laughs> because of corruption, Gina. Don't worry, she hates government, Zach. Oh, government good, good. bad. All right, we're almost in an hour. Give us one more joke and one more joy, and we'll wrap it up. <laughs> Okay. Yes. No, we've had too many too many jokes about wife. <laughs> oh my god, there are so many pages of Margaret Thatcher quotes. You know yeah. who needs this book? Malcolm Roberts. Malcolm Roberts has only ever read one Margaret Thatcher joke in his life and he keeps well not even joke, quote, quote and keeps the, reusing it over yeah. and over again. Uh and here it is, number two. On this list of Margaret Thatcher quotes, the problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. Um, socialism is when government do stuff and the more they do stuff the, gov- the socialist it is yeah um, oh here's another Margaret Thatcher quote socialists are happy until they run Malcolm out of Thatcher. other people's money so uh-huh. maybe Malcolm Roberts is actually quoting several Margaret Thatcher quotes <laughs> that's some like 5D shit using the same Multiple versions of the same quote. Wow. So many of these are just like, I am over 60 and that makes me better than you. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, that's fucking racist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's really bad. Like, it's stuff that she would never get caught saying... No, okay, allowed. look, I'm going to read this one because I feel like, you know, I don't want to read it out because it's horrible. Yeah. But also, like, don't want to let her off the hook for this yeah. shit. So, yeah. like, content warning, racism. Here's a sign. It's it's a picture of a sign for a Chinese restaurant, Wicked Walk Chinese restaurant, and then written on it, on the sign below it is, no, we no see cat of yours, no more ask, please. <sighs> That's, like, oh. you're right. Like, she, the, you know, there's, there's shit in here oh. that, in a way, this is is, like... I mean, I mean th- this tells you a lot about what Gina thinks and feels, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know, and we know that Again, she's like de- debatable exactly what she, degree she's been involved in, but like no doubt she would find most of these jokes, if not funny, at least uh, approve of them. A million percent. Yeah. All right. Um, here's another joke about. Okay, here's a joke about a nun. Okay, <laughs> it's a joke book. It's got to have a joke about a nun. Great. And then I'm going to read this one, and then noon, you're going to take us out with one final minute. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Nun in a pub. A nun, badly needing to use the bathroom, walked into a local pub. The place was hopping with music and loud conversation, and every once in a while, the lights would turn off. Each time the lights would go out, the place would erupt into cheers. However, when the revelers saw the nun, the room went deadly silent. She walked up to the bartender and asked, May I please use the bathroom? The bartender replied, Okay, but I should warn you that there is a statue of a naked man in there wearing only a fig leaf. 
Well, in that case, I'll just look the other way, said the nun. So the bartender showed the nun to the back of the pub. After a few minutes, she came back out, and the whole place stopped just long enough to give the nun a loud round of applause. She went to the bartender and said, Sir, I don't understand. Why did they applaud for me just because I went to the bathroom? Well, now they know you're one of us, said the bartender. Would you like a drink? But I still don't understand, said the puzzled nun. Did she rub one out? Is that... <laughs> you see, laughed the bartender, every time someone lifts the fig leaf on the statue, the lights go out. I see. Okay. And that's funny because she's a nun. <clears throat> nun saw... Nun doodle. saw a little doodle. Gina Reinhardt, the wealthiest <laughs> person in Australia. That's some uh, humour. Okay. Nope. <laughs> it is hard. You know, I worry that I'm not that we're not giving people the true flavor. You know, by like skipping over all the most egregious shit. Yeah. Look, imagine that every like every two of every three memes that we look through are as bad as that racist Chinese restaurant one that I read. Yeah, yeah. maybe more than that. And then there's also like paragraphs that are just like. Yeah, and Noon and I just noping most of that stuff. Yeah. So like, just know. This is this is a hateful, hateful book. This is the Brunswick bitter to the Carlton draft of the full thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Deep we're, brew making. Yeah, we're giving you the, the light sessionable, good for the cricket version of what is otherwise a totally they buy undrinkable. Ten percent of all the ingredients from the suppliers of the people who supply Carlton draft and make a small batch of the top ten percent with exactly the same recipe. Anyway, um, okay. Look, here's a meme and a story. And I think we okay. might at least partially approve the story. Okay, so I'll do that one first. Sorry. Drinking and driving in the outback. Does this story by any chance feature Tim Smith? Swish. I was worried it was going to be racist, but it seems like it's not. Okay, cool. Recently, a police officer was parked outside a bar in the outback. After last call, the officer noticed a man leaving the bar so apparently intoxicated he could barely walk. The man stumbled around the parking lot for a few minutes with the officer quietly observing. After what seemed an eternity in which he tried his keys on five different vehicles, the man managed to find his car and fall into it. He sat there for a few minutes as a number of the other patrons left the bar and drove off. Finally, he started the car, switched the wipers on and off. It was a fine, dry summer night. Flicked the blinkers on and off a couple of times, honked the horn, and then switched on the lights. <laughs> a little confused there, but sure. He moved the vehicle forward a few inches, reversed a little, and then remained still for a few more minutes as some more of the other patrons' vehicles left. At last, when his was the only car left in the parking lot, he pulled out and drove slowly down the road. The police officer, having waited, waited patiently all this time, now started up his patrol car, put on the flashing lights, and promptly pulled the man over and administered, administered a breathalyzer test. To his amazement, the breathalyzer indicated no evidence that the man had consumed any alcohol at all. Oh, shit! Dumbfounded, the officer said, I'll have to ask you to accompany me to the police station. This breathalyzer equipment must be broken. I doubt it, declared the man with pride. Tonight, I'm the designated decoy. The bit that we... I thought we might partially approve of is fucking with cops. There's an, it is an ACAB, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's unfortunate that they chose drink driving as the cool crime to yeah. commit or to let your buddies commit while you ACAB. It's not what you should be no, fighting for the right of people to do. That's yeah. quite a libertarian. And there is a libertarian streak wearing throughout this. So, you know, when she's talking about, oh, services are bad. Services are always trying to uh -huh. get your money. It's that we shouldn't have services. But also... Nothing should be free. Government shouldn't fund anything. You should pay for everything. Yeah, you so should. So then, how is anything going to operate? Mine, Gina. All right, here to finish us off. Apolitical. Great. This is a picture of like like paper with lines on, like lined paper. No, no paper. No paper. Yeah, it's yeah. like someone has written it, but it's clearly typed. But yes. it's like faux. Yeah. Dear, lowercase d, dear. All caps. Wine! We had a deal. You were to make me funnier, sexier, smarter, and a better dancer. I saw the video. We need to talk. That's Jokes and Joys. By Australia's favourite wine mum, 
Gina Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Aussie mother. Aussie mother. Yeah. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, We will do a regular episode next week. Is the plan? That's the plan, yeah. Hopefully. It'll be less upsetting than this. No, it's probably going to be much worse because we'll talk about real things. But, um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Truly um, a uh, terrible thing to exist, this book. Yeah, again, <laughs> momentum and, and enthusiasm for the concept wanes quickly once you crack your <laughs> yeah. spine on this bad boy. Once you're trying to find something you can read You can actually say yeah. without like, Just incriminating yourself. Deeply like a, sick. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, um, thanks. That's a. That's a. A, a, a brief peek into the mind of Australia's wealthiest, wealthiest person. person. Yeah. Um, and foremost poet, I would say. Foremost. Yeah. yeah. I think she's, you know, if you're the richest person uh, in the country, you get to name Be yourself whatever else you poet do. laureate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to, you can carve your shitty poems into iron ore and drop them in the middle of a shopping center. And basically no one can tell you that you can't do that. Dude, we should write a terrible poem and inscribe it on something and just like drill it onto sims or you know some other supermarket it's a great idea what are they gonna do about it 30 ton ton rock of iron ore no no, i was just thinking a plaque oh okay like a drill it into the asphalt or something i don't know we better double check our punctuation otherwise we'll no no no. do it as terribly as possible really bad poem all right (laughs) that's gonna do us listeners thank you so much please sorry we're really sorry well yeah you get the picture. We'll catch you next week. Great. Yeah, all right. Okay. Bye.